Cock and Bull Podcast, a weekly comedy and history experiment where my older brother and I test out this brave new formula where we talk about unbelievable characters, shockingly true stories. Uh, I think I get that backwards on a weekly basis. Uh, it's kind of the fun of it. Is is this going to be a, a shockingly true characters or a, an undisclosed... Or, or an unbelievable or, character or... The or cryptid, shock. maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Or is it a? Or is it children crossing the Alps to fight the fight that, the Muslim hordes? You'll never I know. Would, that one was both. That was both unbelievable, shockingly true. Nathan, uh, that's that. By the way, is my older brother Nathan Faust. I am uh, Spencer I, Faust, inherently making me the younger one. And Nathan, this story requires a little bit of setup. You know what? I feel like I gotta lay the scene down. I gotta oh. get you some exposition. Hold on. Let me let me let me cuddle up into my let me curl up into my my comfy chair. All right. Let That's me, right. Let me yeah. Some, let me yeah. get some pizza. Take let me get seat. some pizza ready. All right. All right. Get a comfortable seat. I have a, as, I have a meal. All right. Papa tells you a story. In May of 1863, this actually does feel like a story Papa would tell if he were still alive and with us today. Is he going to use the N-word in a shockingly <laughs> conversational way that makes yeah. me as a 10-year-old challenge my beliefs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So sit down, sit down on the rascal scooter. We're going to take a ride around the trailer park, and you're going to hear some racially charged things. All right. May of 1863, the forces surrounding Vicksburg had firmly sealed themselves, uh -oh. firmly cemented themselves in. All right, uh -oh. Grant believed that the army should make one grand assault before it settled into a siege. Now, never one to allow an enemy any time, Grant hoped that he could end the campaign there and then. If the attack failed, he was sure that his soldiers would be satisfied to hold on and starve the Confederates out. But he's going to make one ditch effort to just fucking get in there and get it off immediately. So so, so what we're saying is Ulysses S. Grant was not a fan of long, protracted sieges. Correct. You're saying the drunk man was slightly impatient. A little bit, yeah, a little bit of an impetuous hmm. man. Hmm. Now, May, May 22nd, an assault was ordered. Leading the attack was, quote, a forlorn hope of volunteers who would bridge the moat and plant scaling ladders against the wall. Now, there were no illusions among the 150 volunteers. Only single men had been allowed to volunteer. All the single men. All the single men, all the single men. Going on a suicide mission. Chosen from among over 300 who'd volunteered, the storming party stepped off with the boom of a naval barrage ringing in their ears. Now, the assault volunteers came under fire immediately, and they were pinned down in the moat that they were supposed to bridge. Repeated assaults by the main body of the army were beaten back, and it was not until nightfall that the forlorn hope was able to sneak past their starting position and the 79 survivors were awarded the Medal of Honor. That oh. little siege failed. Those that made it back were given the Medal of Honor. Private Jacob Miller was one of those men. All, All right. right. Now, what fucked up thing is he going to do that's going to make me, you know, feel not good about this? <laughs> All right. So that was May. Now, let's jump forward to September. It's the morning of September 19th in Georgia. In Brock okay. Field, the Battle of... Chickam Chickamagua is beginning. I don't. I don't make this shit up, folks. Uh, that, uh, no, no. But damn it, that's cool. It a sounds one. like I do. It sounds like I'm making it up. Now Jacob Miller, now a private for the company K 9th Indiana, he was marching up with the Union Army from Cumberland, and was preparing to make an offensive attack before the Confederates from Tennessee met them halfway. Now Jacob, a private on the front lines, went charging in, and suddenly everything went black. What? Huh, um, pardon? Yeah, this is one what? of those moments where you, you're in the you're in the game, and it's like, is this guy gonna be the main character? And then everything goes black. You're like, shit. 
Now I'm going to uh, have to play as the Arbiter for the next half of this game. Is he is he soap? What what just happened? After some time, Jacob opened his eyes. And what, did he him, just close them? When you said it went black, <laughs> did he just blink and he didn't know what blinking was? What the fuck? <laughs> around him was a sea of Confederates fighting in the mud. Um, they didn't seem to notice him, though, Jacob um, realized. <laughs> is he a ghost, maybe? Uh, I was about to say, uh, is he, like, bl- is he mementoing his way through the Civil War? Like, what the fuck is going on here? After several minutes, he realized that he had been left for dead, and the Confederates had advanced so far forward that he was now in their back lines. <laughs> so he, uh, he took a nap, they thought yeah. he was dead, and yep. now he's, now he's got him, got him by the... Pants, or I don't know, some other old time eternal phrase. He got a little tuckered out, and now he's deep in the he's deep in the burrow. Now his vision was blurry and blood soaked. Blood was pouring over his eyes as much as he tried to wipe it off, and that's when he realized he had been shot in the face. Oh, that explains the blacking out part of it. That's definitely less uh-huh. of a nap. That's definitely yeah. less of a nap. A little bit more of a lead nap. Now the a lead ball. Lead nap. The lead ball had struck him square in the forehead, <laughs> like. Bullseye. Right right above the bridge of his nose. Kaping. And it, it went in there. There there was a bullet hole in his forehead, a tangible thing you could just dig your finger in. And now, it was... Uh-huh. Now, the more I think about that, if there were places that I had to pick to get shot, that may be the best one from a getting shot in the face perspective. True. Because, but yeah, if you want to yeah, narrow the scope down to your face, that in the might facial, be the right, yeah, one. obviously obviously hit me in like the foot or something first, but but in the face there's there's you know, you got the nose party there, but then yeah. there's like if as long as you miss my eyes and you go red the forehead, <laughs> I mean, I could have five head situation going on. You might hit nothing. <laughs> that might be just nothing. Now make no mistake, he's not got like he didn't have just an iron plated face. It didn't he just have been I mean, a Neanderthal man. It got fucking dug in there. I mean, maybe he was a Neanderthal man. You can look up a picture of him later. I request that you must do it later. His vision <laughs> was blurry and blood-soaked. He'd been shot in the face. And uh, there was a bullet hole, you know? I mean, like, it was gushing blood all over him. But Jacob Miller was not about to let a bullet wound to the face stop him from having a good day. So he he grabbed a rifle nearby and used it as a staff to get himself off the ground. Oh, oh, okay. I thought he was going to use it as a gun for shooting people, but no, okay, walking I, stick works too. Well, when I read he was going to use it as a staff, I interpreted that as like he was going to go war monk on everybody. I was about like, to say, I was like, oh, and now he's Gandalf the White. He's risen up and he's going to fight them from the back. He's back. He's back and bloodier than ever. He's Jacob Miller the Red. Uh, no, instead he's going to go all mid fifty Scoutmaster on him and just hobble his way out of there. He... Why is he hobbling? So what? Like the Confederates are just running behind him, and he's like, "Bye, guys." He just like what? No one notices the man shot in the the zombie walking off of the battlefield with a gun. Basically, for a staff. they're so busy. I mean, pushing the offensive, they've taken a bunch of ground, so they're all charging forward, and he's just kind of meandering between them. Um, so he balances himself and he starts making a beeline for the edge of the battlefield, where he thought he could just move parallel to the fight and make it back to the Union that left him where he laid. Um, every Confederate that he bumped into, though, didn't didn't notice him or didn't care, he what? said, because he was soaked head to toe in blood that, quote, they couldn't tell I was a Yankee. Yeah, that's got to be the confusing part, too, because it's like, in this, they were wearing, like, dark blue and dark gray. They were all yeah. just country boys. They were all, you you know, United States. They all 
kind of look the same. It's not like when you were fighting, like, the Germans and they, all right, well, you kill the ones that have spikes on their helmets, not the ones that are wearing the pith hats. That's different. <laughs> this is very much like, wait, is that Joe? Is that my cousin? I don't know that guy. Uh, probably Can't don't tell. shoot him in the face again. And now, and now his uniform's covered in blood. Really, don't. Yeah, he's he's as neutral as it gets in this conflict now. Yes. All right. So he so he um he realized that the fighting was almost over, and he knew that getting back to the Union would be kind of a losing fight. So, uh, he tried to rally with them farther north. So he gets a little farther away from the battlefield and starts moving north. In a bloody stumble, he found an old by road which he followed for many miles. Now the wound by this point was so badly swollen that his eyes forced themselves shut and yeah. he was blinded. Yeah, that's uh that's the thing that's going to happen when you when you get shot in the face. That's that's just the thing you're going to you're going to deal with. You know, everyone says it's kind of a cakewalk, but I got to tell you there's a few side effects that come with getting shot in the face and we're going to address you know a few what? of them. People assume it's a cool way to get, you know, uh go go memento on it, blackout, survive a little battle, but you know, there's going to be there's going to be some consequences. It ain't, it ain't all peaches and cream. He kept going though. And uh, he he had just he just had gone on the road, you know, and he used his rifle as a walking stick until he'd run into something, and then he would get right back up and keep going. So he keeps bumping into shit, falling over, and he gets back up. Well, I got I best be getting going. <laughs> yep, yep, old prospector just showing my way down the road using a gun. I mean, at this point though, like anyone who sees it, it's like, dude, I get it. Like we're all dealing with the same shit. I don't you. <laughs> We were both farming the other day. Neither of us. Just keep going, dude. You do you. And and lucky enough, he didn't have to run into any Confederates from that point on. He was lucky enough to run into a group of Union medics running the opposite direction. Quite um, literally the most advantageous find in the history of time. And they and they scooped him up on a stretcher and ran him back to the field hospital. I just imagine you're like, hop, 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 the whole time they're doing it. Just like bouncing <laughs> him up and down on the stretcher. Hop, 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 hop. Yeah. And you know, they're, they're ecstatic to see him because they're running back to the battlefield trying to find some wounded. Oh! They're like, oh, shit. One of them came to us. Yes. Scoop up. Get out of here. We don't have to actually get in the bullet way. Here, boys. We found one. We got one. Get back. Hop, 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 hop. Mash. Now, uh, while he laid in the hospital tent, the nurses tried to treat his wound and keep him hydrated. Uh, but the surgeons told him that he was just too risky to operate on. They were like, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nope, we're not touching that. Well, all right, son. So we brought you back. Uh, uh, we're, we're, po we're, we're making sure to dab at your wound, and we've got you some Gatorade. That's about all we can do at this point. So right, would champ, you like you want some, some crackers? Would want you want like some, some saltines? Mm, yeah, all right. All right. Well, we've done our job here. Back to, back to more mash. Rather than causing him more pain, the surgeons just said, quote, you're going to die soon anyway. <laughs> yeah, nothing like mitigating his pain by stark existential dread. <laughs> just just horrid truths. Yeah. Now, yep. now they had, awoke, I, I, if there's one thing I know about the Civil War, is they had some good, 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 good heroin. Tell me they were giving the boy the good stuff. <laughs> you know what? I didn't read too much on the heroin side of it. Didn't read I, too much on that. I, I read more about the blistering pain. I know that they were they were pumping people full of heroin. They were letting heroin people sip heroin out of their hands like dogs lapping up <laughs> like water. Like a baby bird. Like a yeah, baby they were baby burning heroin to people. So we got to assume at this point that our that when they tended to him, they gave him some heroin. So he's not too bad off. He, he's now, high as a motherfucker. Now listen, uh, heroin makes you kind of lazy, and something something makes me think that they didn't give him the heroin he might have needed that night. He slept. Just a little. And when he awoke, the doctors made their rounds, gathering up the wounded to be transported to Chattanooga. Um, but the doctor said that uh, he was a little too wounded to be transported. 
So God, what? So they so they told him, "All right, you're gonna be fine. We're gonna leave you here, and the Confederates are gonna come get you. But I promise they're gonna take you prisoner, and then they'll trade you back to the Union. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be what? fine." And he's just the like, "Please fuck? don't leave me. Please don't leave me." You told him he was going to die, and then said, "No, no, you're good. You just didn't want to carry the guy you thought was gonna die." Don't Basically. Oh, fuck those doctors. Basically, Jacob didn't like the sound of that. I don't blame him. I mean, the atrocities committed in Andersonville prison, I mean, that's not a secret. Mm. Everybody knows you get taken prisoner. Mm. Shit's good chance shit's going to get fucked. So, yeah, yeah. Um, go back to the uh, Boston Corbett episode if you want to hear more about how fucking shitty Andersonville was. And by, and a man with a bullet stuck in his head, God, he's not going to last very long in Andersonville. No, that's another hole. He's going to be someone's prison bitch. Someone's going to be fucking oh, him in the eye holes. God, no. So uh, Jacob decided if they weren't taking him, he would have to go himself. So he asked the nurse <laughs> get, that was passing. Get my walking, you, get my walking gun. Here I go. He asked the nearby nurse to fill up his canteen. And then when she walked off, he, he just snuck right on out of the tent as, as sneaky as a man with a bullet hole in his face can be. That'd be pretty sneaky. Bullet hole doesn't lower your stealth score. Come on now. One foot after the another, he dragged himself back to the road. And he he could hear shots and cannon blasts in one direction and had enough wits about him to say, all right, well, I'm heading the opposite direction. I mean, a smart thing to do. Last time I went near that, I got a bullet in the face. I'd rather not be there. He moved for about as long as he could, having to pry his eyes open with his fingers just to get his Uh, bearings on the road. And constantly falling over and then just deciding to nap there until he got his strength back. I mean, a solid plan. A solid, solid plan. He later struck his head on a low-hanging branch and collapsed. Oh, yeah, no. Nope, 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 nope. Mm-mm. Not a good time. Not a good not time. Not a good time to whack yourself on a branch. No, not when you got nope, a bullet hole a, there. It's a bit of a sore spot, you could say. Now, you're, almost like you're pounding that bullet deeper into your skull. It wasn't long before a passing wagon full of wounded found him. And the driver of the carriage asked, Are you alive? <laughs> I'm not dead yet. You Hey, you, hey, you, you one of the dead ones? What's your story? So when he learned Jacob was still kicking... He told the bloody bullet-filled man that he actually had room for one more because one of his guys just died and they dumped him on the side of the road just up ahead. Oh, dear God. Oh. <laughs> twas, a, Meat- twas a bloody summer. Twas Meat- a bloody summer. Meat wagon coming through. Now, they were headed for none other than the hospital at Chattanooga. Hey! Sure enough, one way or a fucking another, Jacob was getting his ass to that hospital. Like those doctors just see the, uh, oh, you you oh, made it. Wow. You're not dead. <laughs> It's crazy, isn't it? No, I still don't want to take that out of your face. Uh, stop showing me it. Please, cover that up. Stop. Just just deal with it. All right, so he lost consciousness the minute the driver picks him up, and he wakes up in the hospital. He's doing he was really good a, at this. Good at the cinematic flashing forward kind of stuff. Really, his life is kind of a movie. So he was inside a long building, lying with hundreds of other wounded and he raised himself to a sitting position so he could you know, drink from his canteen and dab his uh, flesh hole with, with warm water. <laughs> um, he actually heard familiar voices nearby, and it was none other than his fellow boys, from back from the, the squad that ditched him originally. So they well, met they, up. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, let's be clear. Did they ditch him, or did he get shot, and they didn't just, like, carry the corpse around weekend Bernie style? Like, what were they <laughs> supposed to do? Now, listen, Jacob's not holding any harsh feelings. He he understood full well. It really was. He, he got shot in the face. He dropped, and they thought, like any human being would, well, Jacob's dead. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't see a lot of, like, stopping to check on him while the bullets are whizzing by. 
Really, I would feel like the dumbass if someone gets shot in the face and someone says, check his pulse. Seriously, like that would be like comically like, you got shot in the face. I don't think we're checking for that. Give him CPR. He's probably fine. So an order came through uh, for all of the wounded that could walk to start across the river on a pontoon bridge over to the next hospital where they would be treated in Nashville. Now... <laughs> What, we just why are we kiting hospitals all the way across? Like we're just like oh, slowly getting to better and better hospitals until we get to like Hospital Prime somewhere. Basically, yeah, it's, it sounds like every every hospital is just like, ah, oh, shit, we can't handle this. God, I'm used to I'm used to just fixing up farming wounds. I'm drunk. Get them out of here. Get them out of here. Nashville knows what they're doing. They get to Nashville. Oh, fuck that. Get them. No, 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 no. Get them to Atlanta. All right. So. Uh, Jacob turns to his boys and he says, all right, if y'all can walk, I can make it. You just got to lead the way. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm blind, you know, from the bullet wound to the face. So seeing Eye Dog, they walk his ass back. Jacob and his companions made their way across the bridge. Well, they made their way to the bridge, but found that they had gotten there just a minute too late because a, a long line of troops and artillery were crossing it. And it would be almost before sundown before they were able to actually get a spot in line and cross. Hmm. Fucking bridges. Fucking bridge. You know what? Everyone wants to romanticize a bridge, but I tell you, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't a walk in the park, those bridges. Bridge and traffic we, is bridge traffic is awful. It's just terrible. It's never gotten better. My best friend we, is terrified of bridges, and every time he's, like, crossing a bridge and we're on the phone, I have to, like, talk him off a cliff where he thinks it's not going to explode. <laughs> bridges are awful. <laughs> Fuck bridges. Bridges are terrible. Terrible. Now, quote, when we arrived across, we found our company Teamster, who we stopped with that night. He got us something to eat, and it was the first thing I had tasted since Saturday morning, two days earlier. Uh, he's referring to when he was shot in the face that morning. And he tasted some lead? Yep. After we ate, we laid down on a pile of blankets, each fixed under the wagon, and rested pretty well as the Teamsters stayed awake till nearly morning to keep our wounds moist with cold water from a nearby spring. <clears throat> Just sounds, it sounds fun. It sounds, sounds like a good yeah, time. Uh, all right, guys, been 15 minutes. Time to dab the wounds. Time to, all right, I found some dirty water, and I found some spring water. Which one do you want? <laughs> you want the cholera, or do you want the uh, the stuff that the deer pissed in? It's fine. I'll put a little soap in it. Now, the next morning, we awoke to the crackling of the campfire. Now, we got a cup of coffee and a bite of hardtack and fat meat to eat. You know shit is Ooh. fucked when you're like, hell yeah, is that fat? All of it fat? Fat God. meat? Hell yeah. God is with me this morning. Just, I mean, I, the hard tack is garbage. I mean, good God, just, I don't under, how anyone survived the Civil War is beyond me. Now, while eating, an orderly rode up and asked if we were wounded. Duh. If so... <laughs> Hole in my face, woman! If so, we were told to go back along the road to get our wounds dressed. So we bid the Teamsters goodbye and went to get our wounds attended to. Now, this was the first time my wound was washed and dressed by a surgeon because apparently every other doctor before that said, oh, fuck that. Uh, yeah, because they just thought he was going to die. So it's like, well, what? You don't, you don't put a, I mean, you're not going to put like a, a patch on a tire that has like 14 nail holes in it. You just, you move on. And after this, Jacob and his companions got some supplies, you know, some more crackers, sugar, coffee, salt, <laughs> a cake or of soap. Orange juice? Uh, a little, why, little OJ. Why do I imagine when they dressed this particular wound, now I'm imagining Jacob with just one eye patch over his third eye. He looks like he's got like a third eye, <laughs> like he's like some weird mystic now where he's just got that eye patch over there. What? Whoa, whoa, what? Huh? Like a weird Cyclops, man. 
And you peel that eye patch back. There's a cork, a little cork <laughs> stuck in there. <laughs> stop the stop it. Stop the bleeding. Now, um, then they were they were sent by wagon to Bridgeport, Alabama. The wagon, Jacob said, was more painful than walking. Actually, the jolting because oh they didn't God. have good shocks on those. That, those weren't. Yeah. Not, they weren't. Wasn't wasn't a, a cozy ride. Not great the jolting suspension. hurt his head so badly that he could not stand it, and he had to get out. Now, his comrades got out with him, and they went on foot. They walked 60 miles to Bridgeport, taking four fucking days to get there. Jesus. Jesus. In, 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 I'm a, what, this is what, Alabama in the, in basically still the summer? Yeah, yeah fuck that. Yeah, yeah, fuck no. Fuck that. It's Africa um, hot. It's Africa hot. During the journey, Jacob was finally able to open his right eye without using his fingers. Hey! Good. Um, you know what? He's finally got it cushy. Everything's looking upright. I was about to say, now he's got a squirrel. Now he's got one eye closed. One eye's got a new eye's got an eye patch over it. And he's giving him a, he's, a surly, like, one-eyed a, blink. A, a sturdy, strokey wink. <laughs> a constant Popeye, Popeye wink. Very grimace. Popeye. That's what I was thinking. I was trying to think of Popeye. It was very. It's a very Popeye vibe. Popeye or our dearly departed grandmother, one of the two. Now, nah, they, arrived also, in, in, yep. they arrived in Bridgeport and caught a train to Nashville, Tennessee. Now, the exertion of the journey and the pain from the wound had finally taken their toll on Jacob. And just like a real wuss, he passed out of exhaustion in the oh, train. I was about to say, about to say he died, and I'd have been like, you know, it's anticlimactic, but damn it, it makes sense. The, quote, the sand had run out for me for the time being. Now, the next thing Jacob remembers... He was sitting in a tub of warm water in a hospital in Nashville. He was transferred from <laughs> he there. He was missing. He was missing both his kidneys. He had a note. He had a note <laughs> on his chest saying, "We thought you were dead. We harvested your organs. Good luck." Now he was transferred from there to a hospital in Louisville, Kentucky, and then to another in New Albany, Indiana. Like I said, oh, th- no hospitals can handle him. They just keep di- they keep shoving him off to the next guy. Uh, this is like the equivalent of calling into customer service being like, I'm going to transfer you to a different department, only they're pass. physically transferring you over state lines. I'm cashing in my one fuck this pass. Quote, <laughs> um, Jacob wanted the bullet to be removed. In all the hospitals I was in, I begged the surgeons to operate on my head, and they all refused. But, like, why? Like, they're, are they, tra- it's not like they're tracking your KD ratio at this point. Like, <laughs> why? Like, if he wants it, just do it. Like, tell him, I'm going to kill gross. you. It's probably real icky and they don't want to <laughs> deal with it. it. It probably smells bad. I just don't, I mean, like, the worst thing you're going to do is kill him. You've already told him he's going to die, like, eight times. What's the fucking, di- give him some heroin and let's get cutting. Now, get, after do- nine- <laughs> get Dr. Amputation over here. Get Dr. Feelgood in on the case. And, and he'll let's do it fast. Get to, let's get to whacking. He'll do it quick, too. He'll just take two fingers and just jam them in there and yank it out. Exactly. I'm going to amputate your forehead. I'm just going to remove that much. <laughs> leave you with a bit of a skull face. Somebody get me my Motley crew. Now, you they took seen, the musket. You ever seen Skeletor? You're going to be a Skeletor. You're going to... Listen, if you can hang in there for like another 60 years, I'm going to make you a great villain for Captain America. <laughs> After nine months of suffering, Jacob finally got two doctors to agree to operate on his wound. Now, they took out the musket ball, and Jacob remained in the hospital until the expiration of his enlistment on September 17th, 1864. Now, and there was... And they kicked him out because he was out of the army? What? <laughs> yep. Get out of here. Go home, bullet face. Now, there was more than just a musket ball in Jacob's forehead. Quote, 17 years after I was wounded, he said, a buckshot dropped out of my wound. Fuck, what? 
Yep. No, that's like, no, that has nothing to do with it. At this point, people were just like, he would pass out and it would be like a fun game. Like, all right, Uncle Jack, we're going to put things in Uncle Jacob's face hole. Let's see what, let's see what you can get in there. Ooh, I got a, I got a, I got a Jack in there. What, what do you got? Oh, you got some buckshot. Let's get some buckshot in there. Yeah. God damn. That's probably it. And 31 years later, two pieces of lead came out. No, no. No, I mean, I, maybe that makes more sense. But like, how is it just how is it just rattling around for thirty years? What's it doing up there? You know, I can't. It's like when you get a splinter and your and your parents are like, "It's fine. The body works it out. It'll push it out, and eventually we'll pull it out." You know what? Bryce just like, "Yep, get this buckshot out of me. I don't like this." <laughs> Eighteen years later. Yep, it's a slow process. It's a slow process. Now, when asked how he can still remember the story so clearly after so many years, this is, by the way, all lifted from an interview with him in 1911. Uh, okay, it's a, I was it's about a say, great read. I really expect the way this podcast goes. I really expect you to say this is from an interview with him in uh, in 2014. Uh, <laughs> and I was I was about to lose my goddamn mind. 1911. All right, I, I can I can ride with that. Now he said, "quote." He was, I mean, he was asked how he could remember it so clearly after so many years, and he said, quote, I have an everyday reminder of it in my wound and constant pain in my face, never free of it while not asleep. The whole scene is imprinted on my brain as with a steel engraving. <laughs> Fucking, you think I would forget? I have a dent in my face. My life is constant pain. I, I want to die. Please kill me. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. And, and to close out, I mean, here's my favorite part of this read. Quote, Jacob wants readers to know that he hasn't given this interview to complain about his suffering all these years or to blame anybody else for his misfortune. He says, quote, the government is good to me and gives me a $40 per month pension. <laughs> Jacob ain't no bitch. I just like the story and wanted you all to know it. <laughs> Jacob is not, he's not one to come. He's got that stiff upper lip that every, every good civil war veteran had. They walked uphill both ways in the snow. Us millennials wouldn't understand. God, and Jacob died in about his, like, 70s or 80s, some 54 years after the headshot. It's hard to get a gain on, like, even his, I don't even know where his tombstone is. I don't know what his exact death date or birth date was. I do know that he lived uh, exactly 54 years longer than he fucking should have. <laughs> that is 1,000% accurate. Holy Living on borrowed shit. time. Holy and that, kids, shit. is why Uncle Sam wants you to join the Marines. They'll pay for your college, and you can get a kick-ass thing in your face. Kick-ass gold dent. All right, we want to thank Driftless Pony Club for allowing us to use their song "There Were Buffalo on the Ark" off the album Cholera. It's it's a good listen. I would highly recommend listening to it. I did a little remix of it. You might have noticed this week, what? so enjoy that. Yeah, decided to trim it up a little bit, shake it up, shake oh, it up. I like okay. the song. All right, like song. all right. Uh, oh, Nathan, we have reviews. We have reviews. What? You want to pull those up? I feel it like we only, have a promise to the people. It only took a year, God it dang only, it. It only took a fucking year. It only took a calendar year for one of you to roll around out and, and review it, damn it. But yeah, fine. I'll, I'll play along. I forget All right. What I, all right, here we go. Scrolling. Scrolling. What do we What do we have here? Oh, no. There's Stan Leroy. Stan Leroy, our, our OG. Uh, next review. Uh, nice. It literally just says nice, and that's from Ghost Dog. It took you guys a year to type <laughs> four letters. I mean, listen, ghosts have uh, limited access to technology. At least they gave us five stars. Captain Captain Lou Albi, 
uh, says, two very funny dudes doing some very funny commentary on some weird and sometimes horrifying parts of history that they didn't teach you in school. Keep it up. The episodes on the psychologists are my favorite winky face emoticon. Uh, now, I'm not going to say that that's, uh, that that's your girlfriend. I'm not going to say it. Uh, I'm not going to say it either. I mean, But I am going to say that I've played a lot of PUBG with Captain Lou Albee, and most <laughs> of the time, Captain Lou Albee wants to drop at the volcano, and that's not a real place. So we've got, <laughs> we've got issues, guys. Second um, wink we've had in our reviews, by the second way. Second wink, winky face. Second winky face. If one of you wants to leave a non-winky-faced review for us, I will continue doing this thing where I read it because I committed to this because I'm an I'm a psycho. Um, I want to make note that we have six we have six ratings, uh, three of which left an actual review. One person felt compelled enough to leave a review, but not enough to give a full five stars. So who the fuck are you? Where yeah, where are you, Mister Four Star Review? What what you're not gonna give it if you? What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Leave something constructive. How am I going to give you that fifth star? I can't make it better if you don't tell me what I did wrong. We are a five-star podcast, and we need some goddamn shape to help mold ourselves. Five-star man. We are five-star men, all right? I'm just going to say it. We're the best podcast doing what we're doing, and goddamn it, you need to give us the credit we deserve. Uh, I have a new show out. It's called Cooperative Effort. It's like Gilligan's Island, but with guns. Nathan, you got a new show out, I understand? I, I do. I have two new shows out, actually, by the time you listen to this. Uh, well, actually, by the time you're listening to this, I definitely have one new show out. I have Bad Fantasy Football. If you play fantasy football and you want to win, uh, listen to me. My team is stacked right now, and if you were listening to the podcast, you would know how I did that. It's great. Uh, if you're less into the fantasy and more into the weird, weird history part of this podcast, I am also launching, uh, my third podcast, because apparently I have too much time on my hands, uh, called Mark's Madness, uh, where me and, uh, David Painter, frequent cock and bull collaborator, are reading Das Kapital by Karl Marx. Uh, we, we have a long, long backlog of that that I'm working my way through editing, so we shouldn't have any weird breaks in it. So if you have ever been like, huh, I wonder what that whole, uh, communism thing's all about, but you didn't feel like reading a thousand page book by a guy in the, uh, 1800s, good news. We did that for you. Come listen. It's the life. I've, I've yet to get a chance to read it. I did, however, design a logo and gave it a name. You I'm did. Excited. And, I'm excited to and learn. And you found quite possibly the single best theme song in the history of time. Oh, you're still podcast. using that one? Oh, fuck yes. I need you to send that to me ASAP so I can get it uh, get it Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to put ASAP. it in the Google Drive. Yeah, oh, because baby. I am. Uh, yeah, it's 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 going in, and those should be launching as soon as I have the patience to sit through and listen to an hour of myself talking. So you know, <laughs> so, you'll get it when you so get you it. You know what? You'll get it when you get it. But it's coming soon. Coming soon. All right. The Faust Empire of Podcast is expanding. As always, we also ever, have a Facebook. So we also have a Facebook page for the Cock and Bull now. Oh yeah, uh, yeah So yeah. if you're on if you're on the Facebooks, uh, go ahead and check it out. Yeah, it's got links to stuff. Uh, you can yell at us. Uh, you can put things on there that we'll we'll read on there, and and you can give us more four star reviews yeah. that are completely unhelpful. Yeah, yeah, and you can well see. Listen, you can. Uh, it, it, I, I've been saying if you want to send, if you want to get in touch with us, I've been very vague about it, just kind of saying you can either tweet at us or somehow get a. I mean, physically mail me a letter. No, yeah. if you uh, if you need a little little more little more ways to get in touch with us, you could send us a message to that Facebook page. Topic suggestions, anything like that, is always appreciated. And with that, uh, we're gonna send ourselves off. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>